Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Digital Podcast. This is our third episode in what is something of a trilogy. This was all recorded on the 27th of March 2020. We have previously spoken to Keebles and Shorts, so a law firm and an accountancy firm, about the government's support packages and response to the coronavirus outbreak. That's episode 54. Episode 55, we spoke to Mark Gannon from Sheffield City Council about how the council are responding. And in this episode, we speak to commercial director at Tripad, Neil Armstrong. Now, Tripad make recruitment software, and they have some of the biggest organizations in the world, and certainly the country, using it to run their entire recruitment systems. And over the week leading up to the 27th, and I'm sure since then too, they saw some rather interesting data and analytics coming through, including record numbers of people signing up to try and get jobs in specific sectors. So uh, have a listen. I think you'll find it really interesting. It's uh, it's another take on what's happening. And um, and uh, here you go. What's your potted history, Neil? How did you get to where you are now? Just very briefly, and then just a bit about Tripad as well and your role. Sure. So I'm commercial director for Tripad. Uh, we're a recruitment software provider. So what that means is if you want to get a job at Tesco or the BBC or Subway or KFC or Pizza Hut or any one of another hundred brands, when you go on their website and you upload your CV and you start answering questions and you get offered the role and move through interview and do your contract, it's our software you're using. So uh, there's a team of about 45 of us in Sheffield, just up near the university opposite Diamond Building. And uh, we've written all of that software ourselves in-house over the last 10 years. And yeah, so our, our software is used to recruit people into some of the world's best known organizations. You've been busy recently? Oh, my word. Um, <laughs> yes. So in the last week, obviously, we've seen um, a seismic change in the recruitment market, whereby um, hourly workers, particularly uh, in hospitality, in uh, fashion retail, um, anything on the high street has been decimated. We've seen you know, mass redundancies. We've seen even, even the strongest of organizations completely halting their recruitment business. So you would think that we're quiet. But on the flip side, we've got other industries where there's an absolutely enormous increase in recruiting activity. So specifically food retail, but also healthcare and logistics. So to give you an idea of that, in the last seven days, we have had one million people apply for a job just at Tesco's which is just one of our clients. Um, to give you an idea, the same wow. week, uh, the, the same stat for the previous week was 19,000. So that's an increase from 19,000 to 1 million in one week. Um, I'm not sure what that is as, as a percentage, but it's a very big number. What kind of challenges has that presented <clears throat> to you for business, Neil? So for, for us, we've always been built for scale. We've got our software uh, architected by some really smart guys who used to work at Plusnet and BT and other places like that. Uh, so we already had well-written code in multiple data centers ready for scalability. Things are, are very seasonal in recruitment. Usually October is the busiest time of the year, um, but we'd never seen anything like this. So uh, certainly our technical teams had an awful lot of work to do, um, maintaining bandwidth, load balancers, routers, rewriting elements of the code uh, on the fly to make sure we could cope with those sorts of volumes. Um, and we have quite a few integrations with third parties as well. So uh, if you want to work at a supermarket, for example, they might go and do a, a right to work check to make sure your 
um, your passport is valid and you, you have the right to work in the UK. So it wasn't just a case of our own software. We had to work with their website provider, uh, their assessment providers and, and their background checking providers. So it was a really complicated project. Uh, our guys worked round the clock uh, for the past week, um, but it's worked incredibly well. And do you think this is going to continue? Do you, and is this going to be your new business as usual? Well, we've seen things start to, um, to drop off in the last uh, sort of 48 hours. Um, as all of those jobs that uh, you know, the supermarkets put up are being filled by those people who've unfortunately been uh, you know, made redundant in, in the hospitality market. I think um, what we are seeing is in the care market and the logistics market where people can't get out of their houses, um, there's a massive increase uh, in, in hiring in the home care sector in mm. particular, where they're facing this perfect storm of an aging population, uh, an NHS with funding problems, then Brexit, now layer on top, COVID-19 on top of that, and you have this perfect storm where there's massive demand and restricted supply of qualified staff. Okay. And is this sorry? Is this is this driving the prices up? Uh, are the logistics companies having to offer more in order to entice people out? I mean, obviously, those positions have a protected status now by government, don't they? So people are authorised to go and take those jobs. It's whether they're they're willing enough, or whether the companies are able to kind of pay a danger money supplement to get people to come out and do those jobs, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. We haven't seen um, organisations mm. changing their terms and conditions in terms of what they're looking for in new roles at the moment. What, what we are seeing is they're being swamped by lots of people who are unfortunately out of work and desperate for work. Um, so it's a case of trying to uh, match those people with the right skills to the organisations who, who have those requirements at the moment. That's uh, essentially where we're trying to, to fit into the equation. But okay. it's, it's changing on an almost hourly basis. And you're in, a really, you're in an amazing seat to watch it. I mean, obviously, you're inundated and incredibly busy. But yeah, the, the data that's going through your systems is, is really um, important data for the government and for an understanding of what's really going on out there. Yeah, I think so. And, and of course, you know, we're, we're one of many players in this market. Um, and I mean, last, last night, uh, we calculated we had more than a billion transactions through our database in one day. Um, so it's, it's something where the volume of data that we're, we're handling at the moment is, uh, is pretty incredible. And, and as you say, there's real insights into what's happening in society at the moment. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of PhD theses to be written about this uh, in the months to come. Because, yeah. I mean, your software is used all around the world, isn't it? It's, it's you know, you're not just seeing that volume in the UK. It, it's global. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So our software is in uh, 15 languages at the moment. We get job applications from literally every country on the planet, apart from uh, North Korea and Vatican City, um, for some reason. Um, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere else, there are people out there using Tripad to apply for their jobs. And uh, yeah, certainly the, the, the effects that we're seeing in the UK, we're now seeing in America. So that, that pattern of logistics and healthcare and in some cases security roles uh, is also starting to happen in America who you know, are a week or two behind us. Yeah. 
Um, we've had quite a few conversations sort of within the Sheffield digital community around coordinating volunteerism um, and, you know, if, if people are, have been furloughed from their jobs, it means they can't go and take another paying job, but they could go and volunteer. Is that yeah. something that your platform could be used for? Potentially, yeah. We, we actually work with uh, the BBC uh, and, and we provide them with a platform where they manage all of their freelance workers and contractors. Uh, they're, they're off-screen talent. So if you're a cameraman swimming under the Arctic uh, for David Attenborough or you're a runner on the one show, um, they manage the system through that. Uh, and right now the BBC are actually looking, uh, reutilizing that platform as a way of managing um, volunteer work and it's something where we're actually talking to a number of different healthcare providers um, and central government at the moment to see can we provide part of the solution uh, to helping manage this uh, this workforce of, uh, uh, of temporary carers um, and so it's a case of trying to get the balance right of um, uh, providing them something useful and, and quickly uh, that, that helps those organizations you know we really feel that um, organizations that that can help um, should do and shouldn't see this as a um, ambulance chasing opportunity to make money out of uh, desperate industries. That's really encouraging to hear. I mean, Chris, did you have anything to add? Because we were having a conversation earlier today around, you know, understanding the assets in the city and, uh, you know, putting those to the city's disposal. Do you think that links in at all? Yeah, I mean, possibly. It really, I guess it's a question of scale, right? I mean, is there is there sufficient um, supply and demand to warrant creating a platform to do it? And if there is, then is Tripad an appropriate framework to, to create such a plat platform with? Um, I, what, what, one of the things we said this morning in the board meeting was, um, you know, there's, there's lots of people offering help and actually lots of companies that have spare capacity that they're willing to, to make available, human capacity and, and infrastructure. Um, we should be bringing that all together so that we have a, like an audit of what you know what spare capacity um, is is being is available uh, in in the industry here and and how it could be connected up with um, with places that need it. But yeah, I, I think you know, I mean, on on the one hand, you've got a, a whole load of people in the industry who are you know trying to figure out how they're going to either keep their job or how they're going to you know win you win you work when a lot of work has kind of gone on pause um, but you've also got people that have been furloughed and are able to volunteer you've got you've got companies that have spare capacity so um, so I think I, I would like to spend you know the the next week or so trying to understand what that means here and if there's an opportunity to use a platform to connect people up with where it's needed then um, yeah, we might might come and have another conversation about it. Yeah, ab absolutely. So we I just learned of a, of a platform this morning where um, they have started a, a job board for people specifically in the hospitality industry, pointing them to um, other organisations who have vacancies. So you know, primarily supermarkets and logistics. Yeah. Um, which is which you know is a really good thing to do. They're, they're doing it for free. They're doing it for that community. Mm. The, the challenge with these things is being able to get to a level of um, momentum where enough people know about that yeah. uh, resource for it to actually be useful. So, so I, think, um, I think there are loads and loads and loads of really genuine offers of help out there from different organizations 
trying to pick the ones that will make the most difference is, is going to be a real challenge so that there isn't you know this this enormous um overhead on, on people like yourselves and people in government trying to sift through all the yeah. offers of help to work out which ones are, are actually going to be helpful um so yeah i think um there's, there's any number of things popping up out there which are well-intentioned but actually might not really be that helpful in you know in reality yeah i think you know uh, you know this, this stuff works much better when you're solving a specific problem you yeah. know where, where you have a problem owner who you know you can uh, you can create tools for those that you know make their work easier or quicker or you know a- able to scale where it doesn't at the moment and you can design things for them specifically um yeah you know, at the moment, there, there's kind of a, a general need, but there's, you know, no, no one is trying to do this on paper and needs to automate it. So, yeah. Um, you know, in a way, you kind of, you need to do that first to understand what the problem is um, before you start designing technology to, to solve a problem that may or yeah. may not exist. And I think, I think that's, that's true in so many situations where it's relatively easy to go out and write a piece of software. What's yeah. really difficult is making sure you have understood that there's a genuine problem to solve that you articulate that really well and and then the potential beneficiaries of your platform a know it exists and b care about it and then c actually use it and derive benefit from it you know that's way harder than actually writing you know the the code in the first place yeah i think i think that that's something that when we do you know we're going to ask you know for people to let us know what what is available but one of the things that I think is really needed are those people that can do that due diligence. You know, the people that can actually um, make decisions about what to make rather than just how to make it. Um, and, you know, try and, you know, make sure that they have a route to market and they understand how, you know, who their end user is and who the problem owner is and how they're going to communicate with them and all of these things. So, yeah, but, um, that's, you know, we need people like that as well as people that can actually build software and design things. And stuff like Definitely. that. That's a that's a completely separate conversation to the one. <laughs> we, this, this could be a two-hour episode all on its own. Absolutely, yeah. Well, we, we'll save that for next time, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, this has been really great to catch up with you. I mean, it, it's astounding to hear about. Um, well, it's, it's encouraging to hear about an impact on a business that is positive. And to yeah. hear about how you're helping people to redirect resource from, you know, areas where there isn't any work, like retail and hospitality, into areas where they're desperate for people, and that you're connecting that all up. Um, so yes, we wish you lots of luck. Let Sheffield Digital know if there's stuff that you need, and yeah. um, you keep us posted on your statistics and how things are going and and uh, maybe we'll have you back for an update at some point yeah that'd be great thank you very much yeah absolutely it'd be really interesting to see I, i'd love someone to do a an article about your the, the you what you're seeing in the data if yeah if you can make some of those statistics available and you know journalists can actually dig into it and have a, have a, get an, a yeah absolutely so we've 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 got some headline statistics out there which we've which we've shared on our, on our website and put it put on linkedin um we're actually just talking to to the star at the moment about uh, you know a story about that but i think yeah as you say looking back on this in 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 a few weeks or months time and looking at the data in a lot more detail might might reveal some really interesting uh, interesting things that you know, could could predict um, economic activity mm. six months from now. Yeah.
Yeah, and if, if, if nothing else, it tracks an absolute historical event in the yep. process of it, of it occurring. So yeah, I find that stuff fascinating anyway, as much as, you know, just as disruptive yeah. as all this is. History <laughs> in real time, yeah. 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 Exactly. There we go. That was Neil Armstrong from Tripad. If you would like to subscribe to the Sheffield Digital Podcast, you can do that in Apple Podcasts or whichever app you prefer to use for subscribing to podcasts. You can also go and find out more on the Sheffield Digital website at sheffield.digital slash podcast. And uh, please feel free to pass this on if you think someone will find it useful or interesting. That's it. Until next time.